Welcome to My Dad is Grumpy as Shit. I am your host, Jay Cotto, and today's segment is going to be about addiction. Um, and I kind of want to set this off a little bit as just, you know, giving, you know, some admittance to, you know, my personal addictions and things that I've, I've overcome. Actually, addiction, not addictions. Um, and that I've overcome um, for a few years, uh, a good portion of my life. Um, I was a functioning alcoholic. Um, so I, I battled with alcoholism. And uh, I have overcome that since. And, and I've been two years sober. So it's something that's relatively recent. Um, and the reason why I want to discuss this, uh, it, it, and it's been heavy, not heavy on my mind, but it's something that I would like to, to talk about. It's something that I'm not sure that most people or your average person, someone who doesn't have any addiction or vices uh, could truly understand. Um, and I don't want to speak to it from a dependency standpoint. Um, I didn't depend on it to function. So it wasn't a dependency, it was just an addiction. And I'm not a therapist. I don't know that there's differences. I don't know if there is a difference between dependency and addiction. Um, I don't know if they correlate. Um, but in my mind, as far as what we understand between addiction and dependency, just those two definitions, I feel like they might be different. Um, I could be wrong about this, but in any event, I had an addiction. Um, and it was very, very difficult to overcome. And the reason why that was, was for the most part is that I enjoyed to drink. I enjoyed drinking. Um, I enjoyed how it made me felt feel. I enjoyed sitting in my own space and, and kind of almost creating a bubble that I would sit in and, and just, you know, be in deep thought or, or listen to music or play video games or whatever it is that I was doing, it was just something, it was just a bubble that I created for myself. It was kind of like an isolation. I didn't communicate much with anybody. I'd like to do it when no one was around um, at night. So my communication was very low. So I was creating a bubble for myself, isolation. Not to mention that I enjoyed what it did and how it made me feel. So I was addicted to that, and I looked forward to that every day. So I started, I started to have, you know what? I'm let me reverse that. It was a dependency. I started to become dependent on the creation of that bubble, that isolation, and in doing so, I became addicted and more addicted to alcoholism. And I did that for years. Um, I've been married for 20 years, and I was drinking before that. So trying to stop was insanely difficult to do I my wife God bless her you know wonderful woman would always you gotta stop you gotta stop you know the kids need you I need you you know for health purposes so on and so on and so on and I didn't listen I didn't listen and I enjoyed it so I would just keep going again you know I would just keep going and it would be something you know well I'm not abusive I'm not verbally abusive I'm not beating it I'm not yelling at anybody. I'm not going to strip clubs. I'm not going to clubs. I'm not, you know, it was every excuse that I could find to make what I was doing okay. And it wasn't. And the addiction just grew. It grew to a point where I would actually convince myself waking up in the morning, 
after going to sleep at four o'clock in the morning to wake up at six because I was drinking all night. Um, I did that and I would wake up in the morning and, you know, kind of be unrested and say to myself, you know, I'm not going to drink today. My wife's right. Maybe I should just get some actual sleep, like some natural sleep. You know, and I would start my day that way and I would, I would be convinced of it. I would just, you know, go to work and do whatever it is I needed to do. And I was convinced that I'm not doing that. And I would finish my, my, my shift and just, you know, on my way home, I, you know, yeah, I think I'm all right. But the minute I pass a store or see a store, I had to stop. There was no way of, of turning it off. I tried to turn it off and it was so difficult to do that the sight of a store, the thought of, and the joy and the dependency and the, the, the addiction I had to alcoholism was so big that just the sight of a store triggered it. And there was nothing that I, there was, there was nothing I could do. I didn't, I didn't have the control, the self-control. So it turns out that I was doing this for a very long time. And then what ended up happening was I became very sick. I have a, I have an autoimmune disease um, that went unchecked for a while and, and, and COVID happened. And um, although being employed, I was home. So I did a lot more drinking and it became harder and harder to turn off. It became something of, I would drink beer, but if beer wasn't available and alcohol was, I'm gonna drink that. As long as I was drinking something, didn't matter what it was. If I ran out of one, I'd go to the other and vice versa. This is what I did. Um, and long story short, I got very sick, got hospitalized. Um, and I went from my walk around, very tall, slim man. So I went from my traditional 147 to 112 pounds. I had surgery, things like that. And it turns out that I do have a liver condition. And learning of that and, and just going through that and just those that week of me breaking down because it wasn't something that just happened I broke down over time and it became something of you know I'm feeling well today I'm gonna rest you know see if I feel better tomorrow tomorrow came and felt the same way that I did the day prior and it went from that to dozing, memory loss, fatigue, weight loss, and it just, it creeped up and just finally got me out of commission, kidney failure, dehydration, things like that, and the point of this story that I'm trying to tell, that I'm trying to convey, is that this happened, went from 147, walk around, to 112. There was no way for me to stop on my own accord. It was so difficult for me to say, hey, John, you know what? Stop fucking drinking. Your wife and your children need you. It was so hard for me to do that something like this 
had to happen for me to be like, holy shit, I almost died. And that was the wake up. I mean, I did it cold turkey. Most people can't. Um, most people go to therapy. Most people go to, you know, AA meetings and things like that. And these things are set in place because of that. And my level of self-control did not exist when it came to just trying to quit. It wouldn't stop. I couldn't stop. So something like that had to happen to get me to stop. So again, the point I'm trying to make is I know that your average person doesn't really know what a dependency and an addiction is or what that means and how hard it is to break. And now on the other side of that is it doesn't go away. You go to the supermarket or I go to the supermarket. I walk down the beer aisle and I look at it. There's not a day that the thought doesn't pass. It's constant. It doesn't disappear. It's constant. It attacks you every day. It becomes less and less over time. It does. But it's still there. It's still calling you. It's still telling you, come on, man, you can have this one. And my family, you know, we joke around about it. You know, you drink one, you're going to die. Probably not true. Could probably have one. But the trouble with that one is that's the one that brings me back. You can't have that one. That's why they have that, oh, he fell off the wagon. That one opens the door to chaos. And what people don't really understand is that it doesn't go away. Yes, over time, it diminishes. But it's always there. It's always calling you. And just like a smoker, a drinker, you're happy, you want to smoke, you want to drink. You're sad, you want to smoke, you want to drink. You're mad, you want to smoke, you want to drink. So there's always an excuse. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You're proud of something, you want to congratulate, you, you want to celebrate, you want to smoke, you want to drink. There's always an excuse. It's always there. So it doesn't go away. So when you have an addiction and a dependency, it's very difficult to get rid of that. And I don't know, and I'm only saying this because again, your average person doesn't necessarily understand that or knows that that's what you battle every day. And again, it's something as simple as going to a corner store, something as simple as going to the supermarket. They have the fucking beer in a case and it just looks so beautiful, the colors. You know, the cans and everything's vibrant and fucking flavors and all this kind of fucking wild shit to keep you there. And the level of self-control is so difficult to have to stop that. I couldn't. It took me to almost die to stop. And that's, a, that's how serious addiction and dependency can be. Anyway, that's all I have for today. I appreciate you guys lending me your ears. Do what you do. Do it the way you do it every day. Make sure you do it fantastically. I'm out.